Fuck that balls, you say. Uh, I did say that, but there is now no documentary evidence there of it. There's documentary evidence of me saying fuck that balls. I, that's the way I roll. Yeah, I like to incriminate you. <laughs> Fair enough. I do pretty well incriminating myself. How are you feeling? I know you are not very well, and this, we nearly didn't bother doing this. I'm not very well. I've I'm been tired as unwell this week. I, I went into work on Monday, and it was being... Like working in some kind of strange dream world where I had no memory of what was going on. Mm. At one point, I was asked, "It's like Joe, uh, what are you working on at the moment?" And I went, uh, "Payroll." It's like, "No, <laughs> you've already done the payroll, Joe." And it's like, uh, "This thing." It's like, "Perhaps you should do something else." Um, my boss was very nice. Like, she did it one more go. How about doing some shredding? It's like you can do some shredding, guy. And he was like, I certainly can. Got your guitar out. Yeah, did some sweet picking, like yeah. Ben Barley style. When wow. I the previous time when I had to do a bunch of shredding, <laughs> I, <laughs> my, my iPad just slide to unlock. Sliding now unlocking. Thank <laughs> you. Fucking hell, my fingers operate. Before at work, when I, I was doing a load of shredding, I was going to say I feel either like a British diplomat leaving Hong Kong or Steve Vai substitute <laughs> for whichever you find funnier. <laughs> anyway, so I had Tuesday off work. Yeah, I went to work on Wednesday and felt uh, yesterday that is now and felt okay. Mm. Woke up this morning. I got myself a gun. No, I didn't. I felt really ill again. So I'm a bit... I'm not 100% with it, I wouldn't say. So this might end up being kind of a fun recording where it just sounds like I'm uh, <laughs> I'm talking about a completely different thing. That's all right. Um, I'm just going back to the Facebook group, the yeah. 11th Hour Podcast Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, we're the 11th Hour Podcast. That's Chris. The sick guy over here is Joe. I'm quite a snuffly dude anyway. That is true. But I think it's going to be... It might be even worse this week. And um, I may... I'll try not to sort of lose focus in the middle of sentences, but it's a real... uh, (laughs) That's it. That's the picture I was after. Um, When the episode is on, or before it's on, I put a... I, I do a little post in the Facebook group. Yeah. And I do yeah. a picture. And it's so people can talk about the episode in yeah, the yeah, comments, yeah. but people aren't spoiled unless yeah, they yeah, comment yeah. in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Um, but my most esoteric one was this picture of the single Hold Up a Light by Take That. Yeah, and I was kind of roughly... It was one of those things where I was like, I sort of knew what you were going for. I didn't get quite the exact... uh, Mm. I I knew I kind of... Basically, my two thoughts of pictures for Before the Flood, the episode, was um, the neighbour Thomas Anderson from uh, Beavers and Butthead do America. There's a bit where he's out camping by a river and then this massive Uh, tidal wave comes lunging at him. And I thought maybe that picture of him going, oh, before it hits him... (laughs) Or um, Hold Up a Light by Take That, which is their single before, before the, the flood. And yeah. um, if you are unfamiliar with The Flood by Take That, it sounds like this. Standing on the edge of forever At the start of whatever Shouting love at the world It's a good song. Hey, Nikki's home. Uh, it's cool. We haven't got into the meat of this yet. No, this is a, this is a good time. Yeah, yeah. you got hey, melt. Thanks, baby. That's all right. Yeah, no, we literally just started. It's fine. It's uh, <laughs> we haven't really got properly into it yet. And, uh, Have fun, guys. Thank you. 
It's nice to hear you. I didn't, I didn't look round, I'm afraid. It's nice to hear you too. Hey. <laughs> um, Nikki's also ill. Possibly caught it on me. I'm going to say that's the most likely. Uh, well, so, there you so, go. So, well, that's what comes from kissing ladies. <laughs> As you may find out one day, Chris. I, no, I'm just I will. I'll, I'll ask my wife about it. <laughs> And see how I go about doing such a thing. Yeah. Um, My wife of eight years. <laughs> as of um, two days ago. Congratulations. As of the recording of this. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Also, so, Fox Mulder's birthday, because it's Chris Carter's birthday. I see. And therefore, analogues and that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll do my best to work through. Um <clears throat> I can't. We'll probably swear, and that's what I'm going to say for now. We'll do feedback information later. Yeah. Um, so if it to... comes to talking about Doctor Who, we'll talk about all of the events. We can talk freely about any of the events of the 2005 onwards Doctor Who from Rose yeah, yeah. up to the end of Before the Flood. Uh, we won't talk about the trailer for next time, except in a little section at the end that you'll be easily able to avoid if you don't watch the trailers. Um, as for old school Who, who knows? Yeah. May not come up. This week, we'll see. Um, I'm not intending to talk for that long. Right, um, also, uh, we don't recap the episode, and we can go all over the place. And therefore... Um, we, I think even more this week. <laughs> right, I've, I've seen thing. it a couple of times now, yeah, but yeah. I haven't studiously taken notes. No, me neither. What the either. fuck is the Fisher King's plan? Is he actually dead, or he's pretending to be dead? Because he says, like... So someone the- takes him to Earth, and then he kills a guy, and he can write a thing on the wall that beds into people's souls, yeah. and that will act as a transmitter to bring more people to be killed, and then transmit outwards, to bring his people to him, and then that will make him be alive again, even though he's already yeah. alive. Yeah, well, presumably... I don't I'm know sure what- it makes sense... But it, you know, but you have without sitting down and going, why does this make sense? I'm sure all of the information is there. I just well, the thing is, he says to wake me from my slumber, which I think is just maybe a line that makes more sense. It just gives, I think, gives a misleading impression that he needs to be further woken up than the state that he's already. Yeah, but he's dead. But he's also got a stasis. Pod, which I'm guessing is the thing he's planning on getting into. Yeah, but he's not dead later. What we um. What we failed to mention last week, even though I knew it was a thing, was the the where we talked about the deserted nature of the village. Was yeah, that yeah. it was a, like a military training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. form, maybe an actual village at some point, but it yeah, was deserted yeah. now. And so I like the idea of the fake was, Russian video. It looked quite sinister. Oh, it was great the Soviet posters, but also like the Russian Orthodox Church. Yeah, and like, like just the like this weird mannequins that didn't do anything, but you know that's fine. Mm. Um, it's also weird now that you mentioned it that the Fisher King he's like oh I have to summon my people here it's like well where did you come from yeah it's like how did you get there and not you know without people knowing he was from Tivoli or whatever it's called though whether his actual people are there because he's part of an invading force They've, so was he know, like, well, just send me to a random planet, and then once he got there, he wrote these things, and like, this is where I am. Um, it seems a little... It seems like he's overthought it a bit, possibly. No, I like, the thing is, I like it. Um, I like the episode, two-tier. Like yeah, it. Yeah. Don't like it as much as last week's, because last week's was no. such a... But it's difficult, because last it's always the way you set yeah, up yeah. this intrigue, and then you've got to explain it. Yeah, so it's great fun, part yeah. of the intrigue. Yeah, um, but it's, you know, and some, I think some of the resolutions are good and some of them are a bit less satisfying. Yeah. So, but on the whole, um, 
great, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I actually found it first time a bit disappointing, but second time watching it through with you just then, I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed it more. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm beginning to think, actually, this year we might save our second viewings for, like, when we're about to record. That might be a good idea. And watch we've done it the past two again. weeks, and I think I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Um, I felt... I mean, no, it's been a better story as well. Yeah, yeah, Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, I felt... Yeah, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, there's a couple of things... I could probably list a few things that I wasn't so keen on. You mentioned last week you didn't like the fact that O'Donnell knew all about the Doctor. He does a bit more of that this week. Yeah, but there's a reason for it. Um, she drops a, a thing for yeah, later, yeah, the yeah, Minister of War. War. That the Doctor's not heard of. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um... I know you liked Prentice. I felt like he kind of undermined the creepiness of the village because he turns up as obvious comic relief. Yeah. I, um, the thing is, I like the Tivolians, so yeah. I, I like the nature of them. And also, he's just it's like... It's a good idea, yeah. But also, he's like, he knows how annoying he is. Yeah. Like, we do tend to antagonise <laughs> Yeah. Um, Marvellous. Dennis Penis there, Paul Yeah, Payne. yeah. They're... I was, I'm sure I was confused about some other bits of it. It's an interesting thing that it makes a proper mention of the bootstrap paradox, which I think, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, I've also heard called the ontological paradox. Well, it's certainly the closed loop paradox. Yeah, it's, the, it's the Tesselector. Yeah, again. It, it's sort of the um, Back to the Future paradox as well. Well, yeah, Back, to the Fu- no, Back to the Future has got some stuff in it and and timelines are changed yeah yeah sure things. but um, you know what I mean yeah. but yeah the impossible astronaut like we that was all like the oh the Doctor's dying no it was always the test selector yeah and, that, and then the idea happened and I, things like that it's weird that they've done that resolution quite a lot before and then this episode they decided to make a big song and dance about it mm. I'm not sure I actually like the beginning of this episode I liked it because it was Capaldi. Um, yeah. I realised recently we haven't gone out of our way to like, like oh, Capaldi's great. Remember when Matt Smith started, we were yeah. like, every episode, like, oh, he's so good. Yeah, but, yeah. And then eventually we were like, we'll go to that saying, but Smith was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but we haven't really done that with Capaldi. No. But if it had been him or Tennant or possibly even Eccleston prancing around the TARDIS, yeah, yeah face first into the camera delivering this bit that loads of people have misunderstood by the way oh have they I haven't really checked out uh, like some forums going oh there was a wanky bit at the beginning about how he wrote all of Beethoven's stuff going no that's he specifically not. says this isn't what happened he's just giving an example yeah um, I I think you're right I think it would have been more possibly worse with another doctor doing it I like, like Capaldi's delivery of it is good I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't so keen on the um, going back to it for the shrug yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. But hey, for that, it's just I me. think my problem with it is that you get the the last time train. You're like, oh yeah, I remember all this cool stuff, and then you get this intro bit, which kind of kills, mm. kind of kills the tension because it's just him walking around talking at a point that even you know, it's clearly unrelated or at a completely different time to the rest of the stories happening. So do you think we're going to find out that that was always part of it, or that the episode was underrunning by 30 seconds, and they needed Ooh, a cheap an, thing? That's an interesting question. It could well be that. But a cheap thing that added additional guitars to the theme tune. Which actually made the theme tune, which I still don't like, but it made it a lot better. It so. did, and I'm not like, oh yeah, let's put a rock in it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, for, for that variant of it, it, it added some much-needed body. Mm-hmm. Um, it made the horrible kind of weak um, top line sound stronger. Yeah, it? 
Um, it's still not the weediest um, the, you may recall the Trial of a Time Lord season yeah 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 the Dominic I think it's Dominic Glynn yeah, version that, sounds that, he, that he did in, a, in his bedroom like mm. just like in about a week yeah Be- because like I think I think he was just a guy at home who sent in this prospective theme tune to John Nathan Turner who went great that we'll does do sound that. like the sort of thing John Nathan Turner would do. Yeah, yeah, and then he had to like knock this thing together fast, and you end up with a, a really amateurish sounding um, yeah. one, which is the one that uh, the KLF sampled in Doctor in the Tardis. Ah, interesting. Oh, more flatmates coming home. Yeah, of course, cool. a party up in here. Mm. Um, Hopefully, you'll get a, a sense of the uh, the shape of the room. And, uh, it's a um, three-dimensional thing. I was going to say the yeah. So it, I thought it was interesting at least that the, they've used this as a plot resolution many times in Doctor Who. I'm glad you thought of the Tesselator because I couldn't think of one mm. that isn't the Big Bang. And I think you can kind of hand wave that away because the universe is being destroyed and there's kind of mm. the rules are a bit different. But like it's been a it's been certainly it's felt like Moffat has used it as a get as a as a plot as a resolution quite a few times and they never kind of made this kind of song and dance about it and also literally song <laughs> if not dance about it that's cool and um like you haven't seen all of Lost have you but um, uh, no it happens in Lost I believe Lost has multiple versions of versions <laughs> versions of time travel but like in Lost, like, one version of time travel is true for a small amount of time. Like, the one where you can't change anything. Yeah. And then a version of time travel where you can change stuff, like, comes in later. I see. Interesting. Um, uh, the see. whatever happened happened yeah, variant yeah. is the your closed loop. I think that's the ontological paradox. I can't remember what yeah. it's called, the bootstrap paradox, but I think it's named after a, a story. Right, that makes... That makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any... Because I generally liked it, I like to, you know, sort of think about the things that didn't work so well. I think the stuff with the Fish King, you pointed out he looks great in the dark, he looks kind of rubbish in the light. Well, great, great, but he looks and much he looks okay. better yeah, in the dark. Yeah, yeah. In, in that whole... It's pretty famous, but the original alien suit from the film Alien... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, looks a bit shit in yeah. full lighting, but then... Why alien so dark? Yeah, when Ridley Scott shoots, it covers it in goo. Yeah, make sure you don't see all that much of it because yeah. it's dark. And that thing is fucking terrifying. But then, so. yeah, when it's out and about, um, yeah, the Fisher King, when standing about, looked like reminded me of the Inquisitor from Red Dwarf <laughs> or various other Red Dwarf yeah, aliens yeah, yeah. for some reason. It's also it's a, it feels a bit of a strange resolution to go like, oh, I already scrubbed the message off. He's like, hold on, I'm just going to go have a look. Um, I also wondered when the Doctor got the time to steal the power thing, put it by the dam, um, and why you'd make a power, why you'd make any kind of power cell have this kind of self-destruct feature. Seems like an, an odd <laughs> thing to build in. Yeah, unless like it's it like it's only safe when it's in that housing. And yeah, it's, yeah, if it's taken out, it's dangerous. But they perhaps could have mentioned that last week when he said yeah, yeah. one's missing. Yeah, you know, it could go critical. Like you this just is drop it this in. is stuff you can't can explain. It just you know wasn't explained. Yeah. Um, also, I thought it was a bit weird that they set up the whole like trapped in his own time stream, got to wait for time to catch up, and basically did nothing with it. it became completely unimportant from that point on. Like you never even saw the other. Yeah, I thought maybe we would run into, like, Bennett coming back from having been sick or whatever. No, just... (laughs) No, it's just like, stay out of the way. Yeah. 
Um, and then he goes back to the TARDIS and doesn't, you know, say anything. Then presumably the TARDIS comes back to the base. Ah, this is where it gets interesting. Because I thought, this echelon thing, mm. how does it know where to take him? They go, oh, well, it goes to the last location. Yeah. But hang on, the last location was there. Yeah. Unless the TARDIS is intelligent enough. That, because the, like, the TARDIS is, is either... Mm brainy as hell or really annoyingly dense depending on what you want it to yeah, do yeah 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 just like any well. per, any living thing I suppose yeah but well, never mind that however what projecting those holograms yeah I was not I can kind of like I was fine with the Clara hologram in the Faraday cage luring them in I'm like that makes sense mm. the Doctor making a hologram of himself and kind of programming specific actions where well, he says he gives it artificial intelligence mm. one that starts outside yeah, one that yeah. can uh, affect that keypad yeah yeah I mean it's touch pad but still yeah oh no hang on it only looks like it's doing that that's yeah. just it's the, the, the glasses are just are doing the hacking from within the thing. Okay, that's all right. I like that he explains that as soon as they brought them on, yeah, um, it uh, it sort of activated the glasses. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the glasses. I do have a know that him jamming the um, the arm of it into the control panel looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that is like, true. That just looks not cool. And it's like, why would you have? a slot that would fit a glasses arm in there. It just doesn't make, you know, well, it doesn't think, even begin to make sense. I think you, you just can put it in there. It's probably designed for something else. Yeah, but like, it's just a kind of convenient, oh, like this technology all works together. As yeah. all technology does, obviously. Yeah, but you can put like a Nintendo game in a toaster. It just doesn't mean you can play Yeah, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, just because two things fit together doesn't mean they'll interact oh, properly. Yeah. I get you. Um, you can also put toast in a Nintendo entertainment system. Yeah, uh, Ask me how I know. <laughs> uh, I know because it's deeply obvious. Yeah. Not that I've done it. You understand roughly how the laws Things of work. work. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so... I'm still a little bit unclear as to how Prentice's ghost... It's also weird that last week the Doctor was like, I don't know what they are, and this week he's like, oh yeah, they're electromagnetic projections. Like, he just... Instantly aware of what. Oh, he's are. he's just worked that out yeah, since. Yeah. I don't know I, what I don't new want... information he's got that leads him to make that. I don't know. Yeah, he's scanned them with the glasses now. He's had plenty more time. I also I like the I... just out of things being out of phase. Is with the day mode it, like what phase day mode does the day mode it doesn't just, matter. It's an explanation. Yeah, it's like the explanation as to why they don't attack Bennett. That's fine. That's, that, that that's is, actually a good one. That is good. Uh, yeah. Not Bennett. Um, Lum. Lum, you're right, sorry. Um, yeah, that is good. And I thought the stuff on the base was, again, really good. Uh, um, Cass is very good. She remains completely sort of... Yeah. Um, what's the word? Not strident. I'm trying to... I don't want to say Fresh. feisty. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, uh, she could Basically, her character comes across extremely well. Yes. And that business with her and the axe, although there's a little bit of sort of death daredevil. Yeah, that, that the was the bit that I wasn't so keen on, that she can go, ooh, it must be an axe head. But if she's just feeling the floor and going, yeah. that's not right, let's get yeah, out Yeah, I don't it. think you needed the visual. But I think or... at that point, she's already looked round once. Yeah. I think she might just do that again, rather than yeah, feel yeah, the floor, yeah. but hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. 
still it's a great it's a great little bit that yeah, yeah. tense scene nice and tense yeah and ghost Colin McFarlane looks fucking terrifying yes he indeed he does so I'm not clear about how Prentice's ghost so he dies is his body still in the spaceship when the Fisher King goes back no, I, d- I don't think so I don't think the body is matter at all yeah so is it that once they bring it on remember the base, Colin McFarlane's like completely obliterated yeah, yeah. by fire so once they bring right. it on the base what it somehow creates the the ghost there? I mean, I think he, I think he was just roaming around all the time until they built the base oh. there. Because I know I thought it looked like he, and it was gone. only once people saw, yeah, yeah the the letters that he showed up. That's fair enough. Again, could be explained. I think you can sort. Of, I mean, you can sort the book out. It's not a deal breaker. There's this old moment where you realise you haven't seen the O'Donnell ghost yeah. before, but you have seen Prentice. Yeah. And there, there should be a tip-off when we've seen the Doctor Ghost, but we haven't seen O'Donnell, but the Doctor Ghost is reciting the names of deaths, not in chronological yeah. order, but in order of how he has encountered them, because Prentice is third. Yeah, but he also sees the Prentice one. Well, the Prentice one is first. Yeah, exactly. As, as far as we're concerned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in terms of the order he's seen the people, he's known the people to die. yeah. Well, he sees um, Prentice and Moran at the same time. That's Initially, true. yeah. Yeah. Because they're crouching down and he's walking out the corridor. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so he's... But he's... he's He knows that it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it went in. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, because he encountered Prentice as a living person. Not Prentice. Uh, Pritchard. Pritchard, I've got yeah. confused. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. I am sorry. That's okay, yeah. But yeah, the the, the order is a bit... Mm. So that, that should that should technically be a giveaway because then there's this weird ripple thing and because of events then then there's the O'Donnell doing that cheap jump scare from every modern horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I'm sorry, but things just rapidly appearing in front of camera I've seen so often yeah, now yeah, yeah. that it's a bit like being read a lovely bedtime story. <laughs> I find it more relaxing. It's, it's a like, bit like oh, I'm in bad hands. It's like, have you, it's like, it's not quite there, but it's come, it's, it's getting to the point of like somebody the, looking in the mirror. The mirror, yes. The mirror of a, of like a medicine cabinet. It's not quite fully shut. And then they open it, and they shut it, and God, there's something in the mirror. Yeah. Like, who'd have thunk it? Wow. <laughs> the mirror scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of bad modern horror films. I'm you sure may have noticed. I've watched some, but not as many as you, I'd, I'd wait. I've watched some quite good modern horror films yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit in, um, just before the Fisher King arrives, hmm. there is a shot that reminds me quite a lot of, uh, hang on, Absentia. Ah, Absentia. It's the kind of slow zoom into the darkness. Hmm. Oh, in the tunnel in Absentia. I think it actually happens elsewhere. It's when, basically, there's a dark and it slowly zooms and then eventually something just goes for a second and goes, the screen. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and it's the same when you get the, 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 the sort of the reveal of... A little bit similar when you get a reveal of the Fisher King, where it just seems to be zooming into darkness. Gotcha. Where something comes out. Um, Attendia occasionally shows up on the various Netflixes. I've seen it a lot on American Netflix. I've seen it show up on UK Netflix. From the makers of Oculus, with yeah. Karen Gillan. Yeah, yeah. Also quite scary, but Absentia is great. Absentia is really good. It does... It's um, a good... St- I think it would be a good story without any horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also quite scary. Um, yeah, and really sad. Yeah, and, um, and uh, which is not a thing you get often from horror films. I find. Mm. 
Um, so uh, the Fisher King's played by three people. Yeah. I told you this before. Yeah. One of them is the strangest cameo you could think. Not well, no, not the strangest cameo you could think of. Yeah. Because hang on, what's the strangest cameo you could <laughs> think of? Offhand. Rick Flair, I don't know. Just uh, that's quite strange. It is quite strange. <laughs> you occasionally went, woo. <laughs> Right, so the body of the Fisher King is a tall guy called Neil Fingleton. Yeah. He's a British former basketball player. He plays tall things in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, specific tall things, I don't know, because again, I've seen maybe ten minutes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'll see it somewhere. But yeah. like, no worries. It's one of those things, um, the more I hear about something, the less inclined I am to yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, um, The speaking voice is Peter Serafinovich, we yeah. spoke of. Yeah, comedy star and voice of Darth Maul. Indeed. The Phantom Menace. Which is all of about five lines, really. Um, I think it is literally, at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi, at last we will have revenge. I think that is his entire... Really, yeah. His entire uh, dialogue, straight from the trailer. Yeah. And the screaming, yelling... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say something, and you're going to think of a person that isn't that person. Yeah. Uh, it's an American rock singer. Right, doing weird guttural screaming it's not Mike Patton it's not Mike Patton from Faith No More (laughs) it's Corey Taylor from Slipknot oh I saw the name Corey Taylor in the credits and I thought oh I thought that was just a weird coincidence no he's a massive Doctor Who fan (laughs) has been for quite some time here's another interesting fact I got um, because I do some music writing Mm. um, in my spare time I get forwarded press releases Mm. just about various things and I got like the guys from QI were doing I think it was something really wanky like it was the first vinyl release podcast or something like that Ooh. but their special spe, spe, special guest mm. was Corey Taylor who apparently is also a really big QI fan he's probably just a massive anglophile yeah 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 and um, I'm not an anglophile <laughs> however Fisher King <laughs> yeah well there you go intriguing yeah but look, Mike Patton would have been would have been uh, probably better but you know my no, pattern is an amazing. As the amazing thing is, um, Corey Taylor one is massively multi-tracked. It's yeah, various yeah, yeah, yeah. screen once, and I think Pattern would have just gone for it. I, I don't know if anyone has ever. Presumably, a lot of our listeners have played the game Portal. Um, during the last mm. encounter, the encounter with Glados at the end, you know, you pick bits mm. of like. There's nodes. And yeah, there's one called the Anger Sphere, which makes it like, <laughs> That is Mike Patton. <laughs> which is kind of obvious when you know it. So. Yeah. And you're and familiar with his vocal work. Oh, it's so strange to think he was that young, pretty boy who joined Faith No More. And yeah. it was like, who's this fucking boy band guy? Yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Time told on that one. I believe he's also the vampires in I Am Legend as well. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the darkness in the game, the darkness. Ah, they should and have had Justin too. Hawkins. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm glad it was that Corey Taylor. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, again, one of the more critical of New Who Doctor Who forums I was on went ballistic over that because they thought, how much money have they wasted on this? And someone pointed out do you know anything about TV budgeting? Yeah. Like, even if they had deliberately flown this guy over and put him up in a hotel, and which they probably didn't because he was yeah. probably in the UK, like, well, doing yeah, it too. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. download festival they were at, this yeah, yeah. start, it would be fucking peanuts. Yeah. Considering how much a television program costs to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, even a, even a NAF, like, 
sort of not a variety show, but like um, something like uh, the Alan Partridge Christmas yeah, special yeah, yeah, with the yeah. mock-up of his yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. That costs a phenomenal amount of money, more than you'd imagine. Yeah, I know. Um, it's almost like those people are finding any excuse to uh, bash them on. But, uh, God, that's, that's, even though they don't know uh, anything about. Yeah. Um, you know anything really? They're in, they're they're continuing to enjoy the um, the fall in overnight ratings. Yeah. The, my main worry is that, that it, it, I'm not actually worried about the series getting cancelled now. Not that I'm going. I'm worried that if, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. But those lot will be insufferable. And I'm like, if you keep saying the same thing for seven years, yeah. Like eventually, if it's about one thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a binary thing. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cancelled or it won't. Yeah. Then you might eventually be correct. Yes. And then you're like, I told you all along. You didn't really. Yeah, you've told us for a number... If, like... If you told us the opposite and then all of a sudden gone, no, I think this is... I think this is the last season for now. And then it was cancelled. Then you could gloat. Yeah, I think. But never mind. Otherwise, no. I love those guys, really. (laughs) I don't know when, um... They're very entertaining. I'm not sure when the Doctor recorded the scream, but whatever, you know. Like, oh, just just did it through the sunglasses. Yeah. The sunglasses. It's like um, it's like a modern console. It just captures like the last twenty minutes. Fair enough. Doing. Fair enough. Um, and then you can save it and keep piling up. It's like a dash cam. Yeah, kind of, I still think it's kind of a dick move. For it, kind of seems like the Doctor has to let O'Donnell die because it's only once she dies that he kind of realizes that it's definitely um, well, the order of death. But also, it's a whole episode that's about preordained shit. Yeah, yeah. Like he tries to keep her in the. He, well, he doesn't force her to stay in the TARDIS. Right. But he suggests she does, and she's like, "No, it's all right." And she had to do that because yeah. she had to be next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I got loads of flakes in my hair? Yeah, I've got a few flakes in your I'm dandruff sorry. Don't worry, about I'm that. sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, that's all right. You feel self-conscious about it? I feel like there was probably more I could talk about, but no, actually, the more I talk about, it, the more I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was not as good as last week, but but yeah, it's good. It was the two together were better than the first two-parter. <laughs> I'm not sure I could go for. A whole... I don't know. Maybe I could go for a whole series of two-parters, but... Well, again, uh, I won't say anything about it yet, but we are, I, it's still not clear to me whether next week is the yeah, first part yeah. of a two-parter or not, because they do a title thing again. Yeah. There's, 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 you know, I had the fun this time of not knowing it was going to be a two-parter, and they go, ooh, what a cliffhanger. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like you can only pull that... You can't really pull that trick yeah. more than once. But also, th- what I did like about this is that the first one is just so simple, and then, and then the second one just it throws it... Yeah, it doesn't yeah, go yeah, wild, yeah. but it, it opens up... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The canvas and that that is nice I think I talked about that last week and I said I appreciate and that that was the thing I found really fun um and for the most part actually I think it, it did it it did it well um I can't think of anything else like I don't know the love stuff was okay I guess <laughs> oh yeah the failed relationship and then an unfailed relationship yeah those two off to have some very quiet sex <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is he going to be like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's not going to come across on an audio podcast. I and, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm just giving thumbs up, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and the hand signal before that, I don't think I'll describe. No, I don't think you should. Fair enough. It was a gesture of me <laughs> slitting my throat, being like, I'll kill you if you um, tell anyone this. If you've seen the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, Hush, you may be familiar with said hand gesture, because yeah, it's yeah. used there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think it's used there. It has There's to definitely be, that no one one say anything. Well. <laughs> There's <laughs> yes. a miming of a staking a vampire that gets misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Hush is good. Hush is great. It's got Riley in it, but he doesn't speak. Yeah, so it's what fun. What can you say? Um, it feels really odd that I think it's time to go to the feedback. No, I think I, I think doing a kind of shorter, more compact. Uh, and and, and I'm, I am obviously conscious that you're feeling shy. I'm feeling tired, yeah. and I've got to drive across one of the world's major cities. Yeah, yeah, London, presumably. Yeah, uh, yes. Phew. I'm, I'm also also going to drive across San Francisco. <laughs> so don't do that, you idiot. <laughs> Not in that car. You have to drive. Fucking hell. Um, I can't yeah. get up any roads at all. <laughs> it's like, I'll just get on a tram. Inside. Where are we going? We don't need roads. Well, we need them, but we can't use them. <laughs> yeah. 2015. Um, I feel like I... Chicago Cubs are doing quite well, apparently. So I am. According to the Back to the Future Part 2, they have to win the World Series against Miami. Well, who knows? I I think feel like I probably do have more to say, but I just I can't summon the memories. Oh, My right. brain working no good. Oh no, I have. Oh, I've rescued the iPad. Live iPad um, recla- reclamation. Right, you do that. I'll turn my little speaker on, and then we'll swap. I guess. Yeah. Uh, or, inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> right, I'm going to put the speaker further from the recorder this time because it has been too loud last time. That means, um, listener, you may get more reverberation. In the audio, because it's gonna it's gonna hit the room before it hits these little mics in my yeah, recorder. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, uh, I'll try to keep it as central as possible, though. Uh, Are you both looking through my emails? No, I'm looking through the podcast ones, but I don't oh, know. So if you are. There's a way I can think. Uh, but um, I'm just going to double check that we've got everyone. Yeah. And also, I have to uh, turn on it. So. Sorry, it's Google Inbox. I can press little buttons and, like, five emails disappear at once. Ooh. Yes. Um, also, I'm going to log into my little speaker. All being I, well. I suggest you do, yeah. Um, I could edit this out, but, like, folks, it adds to the charm. Does it? Does, does it? Tell us. Tell us, does it? I feel like I've managed to sort of summon oh, some energy, and I'm running low on that reserve of energy. So. Motherfucker. All right, then. There you go, there's, yeah. there's our bip. I shall go back to inbox and I shall take off this awkward thing. Chris is taking off his trousers. Yes. <laughs> penis. Um, <laughs> taking off your feet. I'm screwing it. Good old detachable <laughs> penis. All right, lots of feedback. Um, there's two William Richards, to be honest. Do you want to go with both of them? Um, we have t- and we have two emails from the same person and three voice emails. One possibly from a new person, but he has a name that's extremely similar to an older person, I but think. I think it's a new person. Well, Actually, um, from that, that um, Twitter handle. Uh, just, uh, just have a go. Yeah, shall I start with... Um, yeah, be the, be the feedback boss. I'm going to have some... What drink am I having, listeners? That's right. 7-Up Free. It's got none of the things that you like in it. <laughs> no, not even colour. I'm yeah. a big fan of colour. No sugar, no caffeine... No joy. <laughs> oh, good. So this is from William Richards, it's called Before the Flood. He says, Hi, Joe, Donald and Chris. Mm. I like how he mixes it up a bit. He does. Um, I thought I'd send you my thoughts on Before the Flood. My problem with last week's episode, which he didn't like, as I recall, but uh, I believe so. didn't explain too much about why, 
um, was that it reminded me of Cold War, which I didn't like too much. The first problem I had with this episode was that this was an episode in which the Doctor should have been dying, but then he did a thing which means he was fine. That was the old Doctor's death again. Yeah. Literally, it's beginning to mean very little. (laughs) Yes. Um, also, he was never dying, really. That's the whole point of the episode. Yeah, it is. I thought the design of the Fisher King looked like the Game of Thrones, the White Walkers, Cross of the Cybermen, and the Mummy from the Mummy of the Orient Express from the last series. Yeah, yeah, neat. It was a bit of a mishmash. The stuff about going to meet Beethoven and him not existing, who really came up with Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, was kind of balls, but I didn't mind it. Did he still... Well, we still don't know what that bit was all... Why that bit was included. I quite like that. Yeah. I still like it. Sorry, uh, yeah. Um, did he steal his electric guitar from the Magician's Apprentice or does he keep one on the TARDIS? Oh, I noticed that the amp is from Magpie Electronics. It is, as, yeah. which is a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, did you notice the clockwork squirrel on top that he, oh, that he, he made out of his radio? He has. I didn't notice that, no. Speaking of the TARDIS... Uh, um, that guitar, by the way, is a Yamaha SGV300, a discontinued, thanks. slightly annoying hipstery guitar. I, I mentioned on the Now Lost episode, which you came up with a great idea, idea for let's not say what that idea is in case it doesn't work at all or shall we say what that idea is and people can like go haha that's funny anyway no let's keep it a mystery but um maybe but Capaldi um can I think can definitely play guitar I've I've got quite used to seeing people not being able to play guitar on TV but what we thought was that he could play to a sufficient degree that they got someone in to make those guitar sounds yeah, yeah. and he looked like he was Might playing well them. No, apparently, that was all him. That I, that I can also believe, yeah. He looks... But that is only apparently. Yeah. Um, sorry, William continues. Speaking of the TARDIS, when did the round things come back? Have I just not noticed them this series? Um, yes, presumably. Yeah, I suppose um, so as well. They, they, they have multiple designs of round roundels. They're called roundels. I was starting to like O'Donnell's character until she started jumping up and down and doing the whole it's bigger on the inside, it's bigger on the inside thing. Would she really know the names of the other companions if she was military intelligence? When she knew stuff about the Doctor. Yeah. Um, like, unit. She, well, she yeah. was former unit. She knows, yeah. stuff. she knows about Saxon and the uh, the the war that, ne- that never was, etc. And the um, the moon hatching and the giant bat flying out. Yeah. About knowing about the um, the the year of whatever it was, yeah, it was yeah. more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Considering it got completely rewritten. Yeah, I remember. Yes, um, the Doctor's explanation of the ghost being out of phase of the demo doesn't make any sense to me nor me. Uh, anyway, bye for now. I will send more emails, even a voicemail, if I think of anything more. Mm. My voice is going a bit. I'm going to make you read. Okay, the next with one. the continued threat of the voicemail there from William. Uh, he did send more emails. Uh, well, email singular, specifically this one. This is more feedback. It says, Yo dudes, I have just rewatched both this week's and last week's episode of Doctor Who, and I have more thoughts. On the two-tier rating system, I wasn't so keyed on this episode. That's not how the system works. But the two-parter as a whole was okay. I would have sent a voice mail, but I'm dying of a cold and sore throat. Well, there you go. There you go. I told you something's going around. Wrap yourself up warm, kids, and be careful who you play this podcast to. It's yeah. clearly contagious. And, um... I was going to say don't smooch people, but you just smooch as many people as you like. If they're be down with the con- Yeah, of course, of course. Consent is important. Enthusiastic consent. Google it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that, was, that was the right time for that. Accident, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, he continues, Do you think the stuff with Beethoven's Fifth and the bootstrap paradox at the start of Before the Flood is supposed to mean that the Doctor was the one that came up with Beethoven's music? No. <laughs> and... He specifically says this didn't happen because he met Beethoven, but also, 
even if he did go back in time and there wasn't a Beethoven and he wrote all the stuff out, it still doesn't mean he came up with it because the, then the, 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 the point of the paradox is that, is that it's an no idea that came up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an idea that has apparently come from nowhere, yeah. except. Well, we've thought this before with the the Pandorica and the the yeah. screwdriver and things like that. That maybe there was like one first iteration, yeah, and then, fine, and then something then something goes wrong, and you have to sort it out from that. I do like Cassie's character, and her being deaf is kind of cool. Correct. The Fisher King should really have uh, factored into account the fact that some people may not go into the spaceship, wouldn't have the words in their head, so couldn't be hurt by the ghosts. I still can't stand the title sequence. That's all for now, Will. And he says, if next week's episode is the start of a two-parter like I've heard, does this mean they're making up for having no two-parters last series? I think they're, they're, they seem to be trying new things. <laughs> yeah, I, frankly, I don't think it's making up for I think it was just... With th- that year we did that. This year yeah, yeah. we like the idea of a cliffhanger. Yeah, I know Moffat did some was... like splitting the t- series in two parts. Decided that didn't really work. <laughs> Bless him. It's a loud one. I've I've caught the podcast flu. No, mm. the eleventh hour ill cast. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so anyway, um, thing is, I know there is a there's at least one episode upcoming where the concept is so off the wall that it must be a one-parter because they wouldn't do the thing over two parts. Or it's a two-parter where the presentation of one is completely different yeah. from all okay. the others. Which could be interesting. I guess this is stuff we would have talked about on episode zero, but of course we didn't do that because we didn't have one. No. That, sound, that sounded more accusatory than I <laughs> too. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen, yeah. Um, there you go. And it's I'm starting to feel like the Fisher King's actual plan is the weakest um, part of the whole um, business. My favourite bit is that the trail they showed for that episode had featured the shot of that for the Fisher King being washed away by the flood. Yeah, yeah. Dam. You idiots. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was on the next time last week, but maybe it was, but it was certainly on one of the TV... All oh, right, I've just I've just realised that the whole thing with like the ghost taking over the like yeah, as the doctor explains, he's been dead for like over, mm. for uh, you know over a hundred years at that point. Yeah. So the yeah the stuff is all kind of pointless anyway. I think if you if either of us were to go into that episode with our list of questions, yeah, yeah. we'd probably find answers to it all. Yeah. It's just they haven't jumped out and gone, we are really obvious answers. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's all voice from here. I'm going to put this over it's here. Good. It means I can nap if I so wish. All right. Um, we haven't heard from this person oh, for a while. Yes. We've got um, uh, Steph Smith, the, the mother of intro casts, former potential cast, and um, I say former potential cast because it's finished. Yeah. They got to the end. Um, more, I th- more redemption cast upcoming. Um, what's on with Steph and Des? Still, a, a, still an occasionally releasing thing. Uh, she's all over the place in a good way. We've guested on her. Um... Uh, we have. Hello, I'm sorry. I cannot pause it. <laughs> the, the the button was up there. The play button was here, and that was a god damn it. Right. That makes no. That makes no sense. Um. I, uh, on another podcast I do with a Canadian chap called Illyrio, yeah. he has uh, often spoken about bits of uh, Google design philosophy that don't make any sense. Yeah. And I'm normally like, no, it's like... However, that's bloody confusing what yeah. happened there. 
Um, sorry guys, you won't have seen it, but there's a big play button in the middle of the screen. I pressed it, and the thing started playing, but you'd think the pause button would be in the middle of the screen, but no, it's up at the top right. But that top right is presumably also a play button as well. Yep, it's a play and pause toggle in a way that I expected the middle to also be, but wasn't. And well, we have, yes, um, I haven't, I've never promoted, I don't think I've promoted that other podcast. No, no. Uh, it's about you... a completely different Stephen Moffat TV series. Yes. You've been on that as well. I have. We mentioned it in the Now Lost first episode. Yeah. Oh, that's um, about press gang. It's the last word podcast. Last word podcast dot com. Anyway, and yes, we've been on. We've been on a, an old. Uh, was it Confessions of an Internet Addict? Steph's one. I think it was. Yeah, that we were on talking about Doctor Who. Being Just, idiots. Being idiots. Saying rude Cyberman words and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. That was good fun. Yeah. And um, here's Steph herself. Go. Hello, 11th Hour Podcast, Joe and Chris. Yo. This is Stephanie. We know. Um, I'm sending feedback in for Before the Flood. Is that the name of the second part of the two-parter? Yes. Uh, I really... In- okay, let me start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Uh, <sighs> the season premiere was okay. I'm sorry, who it are you? Did not introduce yourself? The, the tone seemed kind of dry, but I, I was talking to somebody about it on Facebook, and they said, well, it has more of the tone of the the old series, the, the classic sci-fi, mm. the, you know, so, okay, good, all right. I'm but, not sure that's entirely true. No. Um, Michelle Gomez is so, uh, such a presence on screen, I was shocked that when she and Clara were together in a scene. I was bored, crapless. <laughs> um, the first part of this two-parter was fantastic. I was on the edge of my seat. Yep. I, I haven't enjoyed an episode of Doctor Who that much in many seasons. Several, several. I'll say a couple of seasons. Uh, but Any advance like on several. Said, the <laughs> second part of a two-parter is a big letdown and it was I don't know what it was about that it just was not fulfilling at all um I bet the glasses are temporary I bet the sonic screwdriver will be back soon and why is Capaldi? Why is uh, why is the doctor dressing down? Why is he? <laughs> why did he go all casual? I, I missed something. Midlife, um, well, late life crisis. I think he's fantastic. Capaldi will be. I think will go down as one of my favourite doctors. Nice. He'll be up there with. Oh, um, I muted the thing. How did this happen? I'm so sorry, Steph. Tom Baker. I'm actually going to wind that back. Yeah. Rewind. It's going to make it. Do- I thought if this were not loud enough, I could overlay the um, I could overlay the file on the thing. Now that's going to make it tough. With Tenet. Yeah. Sorry, we'll listeners at home. As right. One of my favorite doctors. He'll be up there with Tenet for me. Oh, oh, guess what? I'm watching. Uh, BBC America is showing Tom Baker episodes oh, cool. on Sundays, and I'm mm. recording it and watching it. And uh, it's, you know they're long. Yeah, movies. It takes me a long time to get through them. Oh, they edited them together. He's 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 a smart aleck. I like it. He's very good. What else? Oh, Clara 
can go jump in a lake. <laughs> um, well, she's been in a lake for two episodes. Is that good enough for you? Um, yeah, it might. We've watched Tom Baker. I think um, four parters all in one go. Someone's. I mean, there are two six parters of Tom Baker: Tans of Wong Chang mm. and Seeds of Doom. That I've watched all in one go and have been great. Um, but Tans, yeah, Tans is a six parter, isn't it? Yeah, I always forget. But some of them, like oh god, the, some of the Pertwee six parters just seem to go on forever. I'm sorry, well, there's a and there's another Donald voicemail that I didn't spot. Ah, uh, sorry. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, a couple of things from what Steph said. Um, I reminded um, when I said he was having a late life crisis. I liked his line about how this uh, regeneration was a clerical error. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of true. But then yeah. all of the others. And I'm not sure. I kind of. I mean, Clara didn't kind of stand out too much. I I, I wasn't massively keen on the whole like, oh, you can't die with Ooh, me. Die I've, with the next person. Like, I've liked her. I actually have liked her a lot in this two part. What mm. I haven't liked is the doctor going, you know, oh, sometimes you've just got to, you know, accept death. I'm sorry. Didn't this character's mother die? Didn't her fiance die yeah. last year? Yeah. I'm sorry, but like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. And I was really waiting for her to go <laughs> to like, do you think I don't know this? Yeah. I've done a lot of this now. Yeah. But it's, instead she was like, oh yes, you're so wise. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it. I, 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 a lot of, I actually want more stridency from Clara in this yeah. case. Um, but still, I liked her a lot in this. There was the whole notion that she would put people in danger, but like Lun wasn't in danger because she worked that out because she was yeah. clever. This is good stuff. This is good, Clara. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't enjoyed her as much as this uh, for quite some time. Yeah, I, I thought I wasn't massively keen on her that sort of fit hissy fit on the Doctor mm. was going to die, but you know. Well, but, I, guess like, so, I can I can live with it certainly. Yeah, but also she's trapped under the sea, not in her time, yeah. which uh, might make might make someone uh, lose their cool. When he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna die," so no, you got to fucking won't like come back and risk you, you um, dick. He's got he's got the monitor that I need for some YouTube videos where you can just turn it yeah. upwards, and then it, like you've got a a, yeah. a portrait version of the screen. That'd be very handy. Yeah, I think we should crack on, because... Uh... All right, and crack on in crack off. Yeah. Um, it's Donald. Will he be loud? Let's see! Uh, and now I'm going to press play. It's confusing. Chris and Joe, Joe and Chris. Chris That's and Joe. Nice. All right. It is I, Donald. I wanted to leave a voice mail on the... I don't know the title of this episode. Before the flood. Before the flood. There you go. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I thought this second part was eons better than the first part. Uh, There was a lot going on. There's one thing in particular I didn't care for, and that's the whole Beethoven thing. I, I mean, I understood it, but I didn't understand. Was he talking to the audience or was he talking to somebody in the TARDIS kind of the and audience and at the end he's like looking at the camera winking and whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, to me I guess I guess the people that aren't familiar or I've watched almost every time travel thing known to man like myself that could probably be something cool and like something that when the show's over they really think about it 
But to me, I was just like, um, yeah, so? Like, I've seen that before. I've seen that happen before. I mean, lost. Uh, I, I don't think it's something I'm just going to ponder over and, and say, wow, what a fantastic episode. To me, when it, whenever that happens, I, and it, I believe it happened in Lost, <laughs> before with uh, John Locke and the, the compass Whoa. that he got, and it didn't seem to have an origin, because he handed it back to someone in the past who yes. then proceeded to give it to him in the future or whatever. It means nothing to me, it. that's oh, just Vito. bad writing. I just think it's cheap writing. It's just a way to get out of something. You don't have to explain it. You can just say, oh, it's a paradox! No one ever... I knew it because... Someone told me before I, they did it, and I knew it, and I created it. And okay, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and to me, it's just, that's just lazy writing. And any kind of paradox really is just lazy writing because you don't have to explain it. You can just say it's a paradox. It's not supposed to make sense. So uh, having that at the end of the episode, to me, it seemed like that was their way of putting the stamp on it. Like, oh, look what we did. Look what we thought of. We're so smart. And I just thought it was dumb. Anyway, the rest of the episode was really good. Uh, I like the, the way the ghost uh, turned out to be uh, not ghosts, stuff like that. You, they, you always expect to see that sort of different explanation uh, with Doctor Who. So it was it was pretty cool. Just wondering how they were going to do it. Uh, to me, though, the character, some of the characters, I didn't really care about. Like at the end, the guy who's in love. Like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Maybe I'm just cynical and, and just seen it all before on TV. Maybe some people were really into it. Like, I can't believe he told her he loved her and, he, and she kissed him. And I was like, that was just so cheesy to me. But you know what? I, I don't really look for relationships in, in TV. It's, it's always really cheesy to me. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like some writers feel like they have to put some kind of ship in an episode to get a reaction ship. from everyone. That's in there or not. I don't need the doctor to have sex with Rose and have babies and <laughs> I do together. I need it I don't need that um, a little flirting is good but you know I'm not I don't need some epic ship like will they won't they or love triangle you know I, I watched Twilight for that so uh, that's really all I had to say about it I, I did like the episode it's I thought the second half was a say. lot better and I've probably seen you guys another voicemail yeah almost certainly we, we, we know you did um, I've realised that that intro Mm. is basically going to the audience this is how we're going to resolve it that's what you can... kind of and mm. like this is a good thing about the 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 doing the voicemails here because it has reminded me of things mm. I was going to say um, it is clearly part of the episode uh, like rather than added later the notion because the punchline is who wrote Bay Evans fifth and that yeah. wouldn't make any sense without that intro yeah, yeah. but even even his shrug seems to be set in a different dimension yeah, so, yeah. it seems to be a way that they can go well we've drawn attention to it so you can't complain <laughs> it's literally it's a literal wing of the audience um, I mentioned uh, when Donald was talking I specifically mentioned Lost because I know he did a Lost podcast called Donald is Lost yeah um, so it's not like I'm going it's the, the kind of closed loop stuff it's the is the soul yeah yeah word I can't domain. I know what you mean yeah yeah soul lost. dominion of lost yeah yeah because it isn't but that has like yeah like a, an extra chronological item which is a a compass that a character gives his younger self right so he's got it when he's older right um, the same thing happens in a film called Somewhere in Time with a pocket watch it's a pocket watch it comes from nowhere yeah yeah 
There's loads, it's a, there's examples of it all over the place. I mm. just can't. So what, think it's, of really, it right it's now. one thing when it's an idea. When it's a physical item, that's yeah. weirder. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, um, again, it clearly came from somewhere first and then broke off into this. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't... Neither of the... I will say that neither of the romantic... I liked the... Um, as I mentioned last week, I liked the char- the extra characters. Mm. Um, you know, the supporting cast. I'm not sure I necessarily would have seen either of the two... I mean, romantic things coming. It seemed to literally be there's two bo- two mm. men and two women. It's like paramount. Yeah. Heteronormativity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure I necessarily would have having watched the first part. Gone. Oh yeah, those those are the ones that are clearly. There wasn't really much leading up to it. I don't think. However, I quite enjoyed Lun having to sign. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> sign this. Like, I don't want to. Let's do it. And he did. Yeah, we did have a smile before he did it as well. Like he'd been absolved of the responsibility. Like, wow, this is just one of. It's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did. Very, it did make me think of a couple of uh, more ghosty things. Yeah, yeah. Which is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, they weren't ghosts. They were never going to be ghosts because yeah. Doctor Who does, doesn't do ghosts. However, it's perfectly happy to talk about souls. Yeah, I know. And I think, awesome. what are you doing? Yeah. If you ask someone to describe a ghost, they'd probably just say it was a person's soul, like bereft of their body. Yeah. So, if you're going to start throwing the word soul around in Doctor Who, where you're, you're going, we're hard science fiction. Yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Because... At least say life isn't. force, which is equally meaningless. Yeah, yeah. it's also nonsense. Yeah. Um, it's, it never really explains how Why the Why would it look works. like the people? Yeah, it never really explains how the process works. Why don't they have eyes? Yeah. Like, Prentice dies. Yeah. But how does he come back as this electromagnetic? Like, what does it... He's already got the words in him. Yeah, but it's not the words themselves. It's the words and then dying. Yeah. And then... Maybe Dan Abnett or someone will write a tie-in novel. That makes um, also, it make sense. Before, really before the flood. Way before the flood. Um, I also thought of another thing. The Doctor... Right, it's not quite the same, but when the Doctor is railing at the Fisher King going, you've robbed people of their death. Yeah. Uh, Again, it makes his actions in Forest of the Dead seem a little bit kind of... <laughs> like when he did it in the Bells of St. John's. It's like, this is the worst thing you could possibly do, this thing that I did before. But there wasn't there a notion in a later one that he he kind of knew it wasn't that great, but he thought... It, remember, he thought that her, that Song's consciousness was going to fade away. Yeah. And it was just a way of, like... That not being her last moment, having a, a wad of electricity go through her brain. Yeah, it was like it's going to be nice. I'll, I'll strand you with these people you've just met. You don't <laughs> like, yeah. but never mind. It, it, it seemed probably seemed to make sense at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, I like the end of that episode. Even yeah, though, yeah. Uh, anyway, the other thing I thought was that. When you saw the uh, ghost doctor at the end of the yeah, last yeah, episode, yeah. you thought, oh, right, whatever this is, is going to be reversal then, and everyone will be all right. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Did you no. think that? I'm not sure. I, I may have. I might have assumed that. I didn't consciously think it. Because I figured, well, he's not. we're not going to have, like, a ghost doctor no, for the no. rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> quite interesting, but the effects budget would be pretty enormous. Yeah. I think. So um, he must find a way of, uh, like, turning everyone back again. Uh, but no, it was quite nice. That, yeah. No, people who died—they—they's dead. Oh, all that's going to happen is that they get dragged into space and then their and then projections just, again fade away again. Fade away, yeah. Uh, but who knows? Um, um, that's good because um, I think one of the things my flatmates 
and which is where they collide with the Phantom Zone. Enjoyed last week. He was like, people actually died and didn't come back. You yeah. Know, and weren't rescued. I right. mean, there's plenty of that sort of thing. Yeah. More Donald for you. Um, regardless of what you say, it's happening anyway. And it's happening when I press that. Yeah. You let me down Alright. Hey, I have a question for you guys. If you're up for it. No. Why? It's going anywhere. This is something that bothered me. I think I mentioned Never it a listened. little bit in the last email. Or uh, voicemail. Uh, the, the whole bit where the doctor's talking to the audience. And he's like, Google it. <laughs> and um, that, that kind of annoys me. I don't know if it bothers anyone else. Those little things like that bother me because why? Why does everything, like the base of every uh, personality or, or technology discussion of the doctor, why is it always based in whatever is current on Earth <laughs> at the time? Makes you know, <laughs> like why is he saying Google it now, and like why didn't he say that like thirty years ago? Because it's it's all relative to him, you know. It's he, but he seems to always be based in whatever is modern on Earth at the time, you know. Um, I understand to some extent that that's really the only way you can do it, approaching it, you know. Uh, but I would like to see maybe the Doctor have a companion from like 200 years in the future or 200 years in the past, which maybe he's done that before. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, at least with the modern one, it's always just been current, you know, England or wherever they are, London. I don't know. I don't understand it. And Australia. Anyway, that, that bothers me a little bit. Also, I heard one of you guys, I don't know which one, but you, one of you guys uh, on the X-Files podcast. I'll be crazy. I was kind of disappointed when you had to get off, but... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. It's totally beside the point, which makes it totally on point for your podcast. Yes, you can ramble as You can you. never be off topic. Anyway, that was the second voice of mail. If I think of anything else, I will call you guys again. Later. Um, if you are... If you were a member of Intro to X and you heard that, it wasn't... <laughs> That was just me making a foul joke about enjoying getting off. Yeah. Not that I didn't want to be on the episode for X Cops because I really did I was, want to be on that episode. Did you have to not? Uh, no. Skype fucked it up. Oh no! And it was uh, it was a living nightmare. X Cops. It was the worst thing that had happened to anyone ever. X Cops is a great episode. It is very good. Really good. Stupid yeah. as hell. Oh, but a lot of fun. But yeah, but it's got Stephen Eady. Yes, who is Steve and Edie? They're two people. Uh, uh, they're a, they're a couple of uh, they are, like it's a couple. This is transgender uh, Edie, oh, yes, who's yes. very sort of um, very dramatic. Yes, I remember. And Steve, yeah. and they're they but they're a great couple. The notion of them is that they're designed to have basically have faced pretty much every kind of prejudice you can imagine in their lives and it's made them unafraid of the modern world which is why they are not uh, troubled by the wasp man (laughs) or whatever form an unusual entity is taking Uh, X-Cops very good season 7 Vince Gilligan cool Um, I I think Donald's point is interesting because he the Doctor is basically talking to the audience, but he kind of talks with the knowledge that you're watching it in yeah. an era where Googling it is a... That's the thing. Oddly, um, again, with places like that Doctor Who forum, I was fully expecting this to come up as a thing that people compl- would complain about. Yeah. That I would then, like, I could maybe get in there. Because they were like, 
Oh, oh, why this horrible modernisation? Why would you say Google it? And so because he's speaking to people who know what Google is. Yeah. Like, they may have these things where he's not entirely sure about human interaction, but what he does know is time yeah. and what things occurred when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not going to say Google it to someone in 1978 during um, City of Death. Yeah. 1979, sorry. But they do have the Beatles on in a... <laughs> you know, in a... Yeah. Uh, is it the Dalek? Which one is it? Um, the, 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 the Dalek's master plan. But they have a some, Ian knows a Beatles record that he shouldn't yeah. know. Yeah, but he may have heard it in the TARDIS if they've got that time yeah, space yeah, yeah. visualizer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't it's know what like, they do. Yeah, yeah. They show a they show a current man for that. Like, yeah, Ian left Earth in 1963, but he may know the Frog Song because he goes through time. With this yeah, guy, yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Bom. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, sorry, I was just trying to think of a, some later Paul McCartney. I landed him on the frog song. There were some, you could have picked Jet. You could have picked Jet. Band on the Run. Yeah. Great. All three songs in Band on the Run are great. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly are. And they combine to make one very good, but very schizophrenic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I wish I hadn't used that word now. But it's never okay. mind. I think, can you play the last one? Because I, I am. Alright, guys, um, it's going to be a short one. We are finishing up with a... I'm certain this is a new person, but I also know the name. But also, it's not exactly uh, the world's hardest name to come by. Um, whether, this, whether this person will identify themselves by name is a different matter. But I will say that they're called James. And their voicemail sounds like this. Hello, Joe and Chris. Hello. I hope this oh, finds you well. I know who you are. Seattle. Um, long-time listener of your show, uh, for years, actually. Um, yeah, I just wanted, I was compelled, uh, after years of listening and listening to some of your other voice voice emails, um, to actually send one in, because I haven't actually enjoyed Doctor Who like this in a very long time. That's good. And mm. what, we, what is also interesting is that I wasn't that struck on Capaldi at all, in this uh, prior season of his, this new season, it's like, I feel like it's a different show. Um, the templates, you know, colour palette and stuff, and my HD looked crisper than ever for some reason. Uh, it was well-paced episode, interesting. Not so sure about the fourth wall breaking, it was yeah. a bit, uh, <laughs> the House of Cards start, I don't know. Um, <laughs> What about Murray Gold? But I, I, I generally liked it uh, a lot. And I had the first episode of the Under the Lake. Um, I will say I had a... Um, beside the Alien 3 kind of feel at, at one point. Mm. Um, I had this kind of Sea Devils flashback for some reason. I don't know why. Even in the uh, after the Flood episode, something about it kind of reminded me of the earlier Pertwee... Hmm. Stuck, hmm. stuck by the seaside kind of thing I don't know anyway love the show um, thanks again for all the work you put in so once again this is James in Seattle or as it's fashionable at Fremont Brit on <laughs> Twitter <laughs> alright guys thanks very much cheers cheers James right you know I've mentioned Lost a lot yeah I'm about to mention it again oh no because the reason I know why James <laughs> know who James is is that a lost podcast you may have heard of called the Darmalars Darmalars yeah. uh, who we've occasionally been likened to a sort of British version of uh, I don't think that's 
completely accurate, but uh, in terms of rambling, <laughs> we do it. Uh, they had a, sorry, an individual section about the music of Lost, hosted by James there. Ah. And I know he had his own podcast for a while called Ripple's Dip. I'm, I'm oh, not, I've heard of that, yeah. I, I currently don't know if that's a, still a going concern. If I'd listened to that before, I would have double-checked, but I suppose it doesn't take too long for someone to put Ripple's Dip into a search engine of their choice, <laughs> uh, or look it up in the uh, Grand Library Universal. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. I was just trying to think off, think sci-fi yeah. off the top it of my head. Good, it was a good try. Universalia, shut up, Chris. Um, so anyway, that yes, that was James. He used to do the bits. I, I remember his pronunciation of the word other. Mm. That you know, uh, I've forgotten what part of the UK he's from, but um, it's it's just. A, I was going to say it's a weird. Like we've had obviously had uh, for other mm. um, English people. Lead voice roles, but I feel like it's been a while, so it's unusual to hear her. Yeah, especially since he lives in Seattle as well. Yeah. Okay, but at Fremont Brit. Cheers, James. Yes. Uh, And um, that's great. Really good to to hear his voice. That was so unusual. If you want to send um, voice files. Do do that. Even if you're a long term listener who's never sent one before. Like James there. Yeah, then. Especially yeah. if you've got such a soothing voice as you. Oh, I feel very How about soothing, if you're yeah. uh, you're someone who used to send in voicemails but haven't for a while? And you also like have MB. a very soothing voice, yeah. We yeah. know it's you. How about you, Illyrio? Yeah. I, you can't uh, keep watching Breast Gang all the time. I actually all those work, episodes of Joking Apart I've sent you. I actually work, um, work... So I work with two people with the same first name, and so we differentiate them by surname. Mm. So one is Ben W, and the other one is Ben MB, and I'm like, you're not the real MB. <laughs> <laughs> ben Milton Bradley. Yes. You see, so he's a uh, board game magnate. Well, my stomach's telling me to eat things as well, so actually, um, yes, if you want to do that... Um, and I'm with our podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can tweet us as well at ehpodcast. We... We don't we don't use it a huge amount, but it's oh, there. Stephanie t- actually tweeted us this week. Ah. I don't know if you saw that. She said, um, "Oh yeah, what she, she was likes praising uh, our, our voicemails." Yes, yeah, so <laughs> and um, uh, Desiree also agreed. Well, I said, "What can we say? We have great listeners with." Hey, because I'm a suck up like that, smooth bastard. <laughs> That's me. I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't, promote, I, just I won't promote my other podcast where I, where I also had, I said, smooth bastard. <laughs> on episode. Um, that sounds like a particularly good brand of cigars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> light up a smooth bastard. Light up a smooth bastard brand cigar. <laughs> I think we should do our spoiler curtain. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. All right, that's it, guys, for Before yeah. the Flood. And uh, we saw after the flood. That was last week. Yeah, yeah. You snooze, you lose. Yeah. See Fisher uh, King. Next Darth week. Maul meets Slipknot meets uh, a large man. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Um, oh, I should have gone for a pee. I I'll go later. I haven't deteriorated much further, but um, it so, feels like a constant process. Yeah, speaking of Game of Thrones then. Yeah, we've got Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yes, I don't know who she is. She's uh, Arya Stark, but it doesn't really mean anything to you. I guess not. We've got 
Vikings who have to say we are Vikings. Yeah, they've got they've got like they've got the horns, so you know they're not accurate Vikings. Yeah, I wonder if that'll come up. Um, but they've, they've, got, got, um, they've got like the the visor type thing, which is another way you know they're not accurate Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reminding me of the pirate captain from the yeah. pirate planet. Tom I Baker. saw it and I thought, hmm. I didn't have high hopes from the first time I saw it because I thought, oh, it just looks like a an okay historical one. Oh, and of course it's called The Girl Who Died. And it's got it's about Clara Flynn Harry, Harry Harriet Potter. <laughs> no. It's got it's got Clara Flynn in space. Oh, um, yeah, in, in the, the, the old orange. orange. Yeah. Space suit. Um, I w- and then I found out, I believe it's written by Jamie Matheson, is it not? Who wrote the two absolute best episodes? It is Jamie Matheson and Stephen Moffat. Uh, Remember what happened with those last year? That was a bit weird. Where yeah, yeah. there was something and Stephen Moffat. It was um, what's his name? Phil. Um, Phil Ford. Phil Ford. Was that Phil Linnett? It's like no, Joe. I'm completely wrong. <laughs> no, not Phil Linnett. <laughs> he was the guy who wrote that the tonight there was going to be a jailbreak somewhere, somewhere in this town. I, like, I suggest you try the jail <laughs> as your first. Good luck with that, look. Phil. Um, yes. Um, no, Phil Ford. And wasn't there also another co... Wasn't uh, caretaker Gareth Roberts and Stephen Moffat? Almost certainly. I think yeah. it was uh, I think it was the Throberts. So Gar- Gary Throberts. Is, so it's uh, a bit of a... I don't know why this has started happening recently. Who knows? But what is interesting, I won't say the title of the episode after it, but it's mm. like The Girl Who Died and then some other thing That's, that makes it sound yeah. like it's a two-parter. But that one is written by Catherine Tregenna. Interesting. Has got Maisie Williams in, I believe. Now, I know I shouldn't be talking about this, but it's the notion of whether this is the first time they try and trick you with... See, I quite like what they're trying with things here, because I genuinely don't know if it's going to be a two-parter or what, and I'm going to try not to find out. And what's weird is that for only one week in history is that going to work. Yeah. Like, from now on, you kind of... Or if you get DVDs later and you can look at the synopses and you can see what relates to yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. But like during the watching of uh, uh, Under the Lake yeah, yeah. is the only time you weren't sure if it was going to have a second part or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And from now on, you will. Well, I kind know. of assumed it didn't really, but uh, yeah. now I'll be watching out for it. But it'll be an interesting. Like I'll be trying to. You'll be yeah. trying to work out as it's going along whether it's going to be a one or a two. But part, this would be interesting. In terms of the titles of this, this one is even more obviously linked title-wise. But they could be trying to throw you off. It could be a hell of a throw-off, particularly since the completely different writing uh, credit. But there you go. I'm, uh, yeah, there are sort of Jadoon-style robot things. Yeah, I mean, there's not not a lot to go on. It didn't fill me with um, anticipation of the trailer, but who knows? uh, Yeah, but I I don't think I was that thrilled about Robot of Sherwood or anything like that. Well, even under the lake, I was like, well, it looks okay. And it turned out to be really good, so there. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, well, I underwhelming we'll podcast. No, I think this will edit together fine. Yeah. In that I won't do any editing. Hooray! <laughs> All right, I'm... I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm checking out. Everyone send your best to Joe. Thanks, everyone. Your best wishes, your best drugs, and your best hookers. Your absolute best drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, you can send some, I don't know, naughty hugs or something. I'm cool with that. What is a naughty hug? When wow. someone hugs your balls, yes. Or you gently hugs and goes for a, you know, goes for a butt grab. You know, there's oh, a lot, yeah. there's a lot of ways you can naughty up a hug. Um, well, I'm going to hear more about this. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.
Silent in any still alive. 